0: Hey, it's the Bob Zaney Show, and it was brought to you by Podcast Planet and Entertainment Studios. Please call them if you have any complaints. Hey, it's the Bob Zaney Show. I'm Bob Zaney, and there she is, my lovely co-host and wife, Erin O'Connor. Hi, Erin. This is exciting who we're having on today. I'm not going to mention him right now because he's kind of got an attitude already walking in. But uh, it is the Bob Zaney Show, and of course, the podcast Change in America, because we're of only five podcasts in America. And uh, Aaron, how can the folks find out about you? You're on that Twitter thing, I hear, Betty White talks about. I think Twitter. I'd
1: rather mention the fact that I have my very own podcast. That's right. You do have your own, own. Mm-hmm.
0: podcast. It's all based off a lifestyle. A, yes, it is. A, a, a way of living, a healthy way of living. Please tell the kids real quick. Call
1: called the Vegana Monologues. And, and it's available here yes, on the uh, podcast it's, it's planet. Called what? The Vegana Monologues.
2: Oh, just want to get the plug in twice. Thank yeah, you thank so you
0: much, much. mystery guest. I didn't guessed. actually hear it. What was that I again?
1: That. It's
0: called The Vegana Monologues. And you
2: talk to everybody in the Vegana world.
1: Not everybody, but we're getting there. We're yep. changing the world one Vegana at a time.
0: There you go. And there you have it. And we're really just here to promote her stuff. <laughs> Forget about This me. isn't an intervention for me, is it? <laughs> it is. It's going to have to be. The one, the only, Mr. Billy Gardell. Billy! Yay!
2: Welcome. Welcome, Hi. Billy. Hi, guys.
0: Thank you for driving in from the Valley, because uh, we did yeah. too, Anytime, you know, That's 405 yeah. Uh, South, Yeah, it takes us I,
2: time. I, I, I left yesterday.
0: Well, I'm you Scott have here. to. Yeah. And did you pack a lunch? <laughs> I did. We do have a cupcakes a over there. Little snacks and coolers.
2: They're, They're not a lunch, but it was a lunch.
0: Billy, just so you know, the whole yes. premise of this podcast is that it's people who I've worked with <laughs> over the years. I wonder. People I have an I association wondered. with. Okay. You know, it's not All like right. just I have to read a bio. Right. My wife does, okay. but I don't. I know the math. So okay. we do have that connection with Judy uh, Brown Marmel, who we love, who yes. we love, who was my manager for 17 years. We mm-hmm. go to her parties, mm-hmm. and I remember once she was just vividly waving to me, "Hey, Bob,
2: you were down." Uh, I think you were down. I was up. Yeah, whatever. I, was, the... I think I was getting like a sausage or a hot dog. You or were something. doing
0: something, yeah. and you just said hi, and I don't think we had actually met officially, but you yeah. knew of me, I yeah. guess. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, yeah we cross paths, and we have similar friends, and yeah, yeah. and, know, and like well, then we don't bring them up anymore nah, because you got to Why, move why on. talk <laughs> about those guys? No, you know who else was at that party? Go ahead.
1: I would always uh, hide in the corner at Judy Brown Marmel parties because they were a little overwhelming mm. and I was very shy if you mm. can believe that but I would so always be in that. well I had a corner <laughs> I had a shy corner mate and her name was Melissa McCarthy are you kidding and, me no I'm not did you know she right. was
0: at those parties always no. uh, Yeah, really? yes, she was are you
1: kidding we me we were always together hiding in the same corner it was me? like hi Judy Melissa Judy was the yeah. talent
0: coordinator for yeah. Jenny McCarthy's McCarthy show and uh-huh. Melissa was her assistant at the time if you can believe that I don't know that I was invited to those parties I think I you were at li- the same party later than that was it later than that maybe isn't that weird you your, your, your future co-star was at the same my party TV with was, me. my TV wife my TV wife was there with Barzani's real
2: wife that's so funny How about that that's <laughs> very cool we were and so I
0: do want to thank you for having me on the Road Dog special it which was, you were awesome on thank right? you it, it was a great experience but I keep to, everybody asks me about it and I always say Billy couldn't be nicer. He kept coming up saying, nice. thanking me for being on this. And I said, man. it's about oh. time, Billy, that I gave back to you. <laughs> well, you, you know,
2: know. I needed guys that were going to come in and crush the place. So yeah. That was the point of the whole show, actually working comics, lifetime working comics. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to showcase. And, I and told the Vegas show, you couldn't have been more perfect for that. Well, it's you Vegas know? is my town. You yeah. are And Vegas. it
0: was a great venue, the Plaza Hotel, yeah. which I had never performed. I can put that on the pin map for Vegas. I got pin map. I got a pin map in my office. Absolutely. Oh, you do? It's They'll do, yeah. Yeah, and uh, hotels in Vegas, I've done about 20 of them. And the key to those hotels is to book me before they implode them.
2: There it is. Which is at Riviera and... You They're need, doing that you, now. You, you need to close it down. Just put me on the marquee. <laughs> well, you play, uh, though, when you're there at uh, where at? I just uh, moved over to Treasure Island. I just did a day to Treasure Island, and then I'm going to go back there the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The fact that you get the headline at that level on the strip is such a big deal. I mean, for a comic, it, it just is because... You know, you start out in Vegas as the guy up in the small room where they gave right. somebody a coupon to get off the floor. <laughs> you know, you, that's I, I haven't moved
0: on from that yeah. yet, but thanks for bringing <laughs> it up. And I actually have to hand out the coupons. But other than that, Billy, thanks. I I appreciate had, that's that. my
2: favorite Vegas memory. The first time I ever got booked there was the Riv. Yeah. And it was a Monday night, and, um, and I, was, uh, I had gone to a thrift store to get a jacket because I didn't have a jacket. So I had a $15 thrift store jacket on. And as I came down, I'm walking through the showroom and the band's on in the middle. Like they remember, they used to have the band right. in the middle. Yeah. And they're, they're, the lounge. They're playing, get ready because here I come. And I got this whole Mr. Vegas fantasy that come, This is my week in Vegas. This is yeah. it. And I hear that and you take the escalators yeah. up to the Riv and it's Monday night and I walk into the showroom. There's seven people sitting. Wow. There. I was like, all right, well you know what i'm gonna pretend they're all here behind That's that right. big red velvet curtain <laughs> now, was That's that when it,
0: it was the riviera comedy club or the improv it was the riviera comedy okay. club yes because i started there we just closed it down as i mentioned mm-hmm. and i read the first contract i had from 1987 yeah when it was the improv 21 shows yeah well and what got, was
2: it when we were, it was 14 14, 14. Yeah, yeah
0: but we do 21 in a week yeah. and then i started as the host and yeah. i had worked my way up to headliner but sure. i'm there and i read it was 700 dollars 700 that's 30 bucks a the show week. 21 shows right yeah. and the, and i said and we were happy to get it we by. were happy. happy oh i was excited it. i, oh, I, I love vegas i was too I, did. I played a place called tramps off the strip and i could see this strip, and i go i'm gonna play there one day yeah but it yeah. was but i'm there and I, on stage i said at the revere i said i want to thank charlene the manager who brought me back as a headliner Charlene's here in january and paid me 800 dollars. thanks for the bump
2: yeah yeah it, <laughs> took, what, it took 20 years to get a hundred dollar no. bump that's about right <laughs>
0: But Vegas is a, a different animal too. I love
2: it. I love going. It's always nerve-wracking now when you're when you're in a big room now because Vegas is such a people get there and then decide what they're going to do so like you pull pull into town on tuesday and you've got to fill 1400 seats and you go what are reservations they're like oh we got 53 but it looks good yeah (laughs) so you just sit there and you sweat until it's show night and then they show up yeah well that's i
0: think that's also the last five years people don't make decisions on the road they They don't have any money though they They don't have the money anymore especially like when i was just in toledo and louisville Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. that and it's slow,
2: and then all of a sudden it's full. Yes. So you just can't worry about it. Exactly.
0: It's yeah. not the old days when you know they would
2: just show up. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember when it didn't matter who was there. They That's just right. Sell the fact. That That's why they would book you. It and was, of course, uh, they didn't matter so who was know? there. I wasn't getting headline money. And you know, I, yeah, but that was the deal. I mean, I was lucky enough to start out in that time where it was comedy like in the late 80s was like the place to go man it was it was it was it was was more hip than a movie and it was a cool date night and it was a fun it was like it was like what was the first was your starting year my starting year was uh my first time ever on a stage was december 28th 1987 wow bonkers comedy club orlando florida on a wednesday night. oh, Barton oh. everybody remembers oh. Yeah. what
1: were you wearing because I, I remember oh, i looked
2: horrible i had these big baggy gray <laughs> jeans I crooked teeth and I, I think i had an orange shirt on and uh i went up on stage and just screamed for five minutes i don't even know what i said yeah and i got a few laughs and and I, it was enough to know it's I, addicting I, isn't I, it forever i'm gonna yeah. do this i'm gonna do this forever and then i sucked for like two years yeah horribly why does like, that happen quit, i don't know but Always, i couldn't though. quit doing <laughs> it and then slowly but surely i started to get my legs under me
0: I, that, that's the thing it's like there's so many people who are starting out and they ask my advice i've mentored some people and i, I try to explain to them and the other night I, I think it was in toledo and the middle act just had the worst set ever and then you just see him sit down and i said <laughs> i turned to him from stage i go and now the sadness sets in <laughs> and it's like they don't understand what we put ourselves through oh, to do this for a living, Erin did yeah. it for 17 years. Yeah. She has the horror stories, yeah. but she has the great stories, you know, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it gets to the point though, when, you know, you're at that level out that you have to, you know, do yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to, if you're going to continue working this business, yeah, you stay nine relevant, out of 10 times, you
2: got yeah. to do a good job. Exactly. You it's
0: can. all about, yeah, relevancy is the most important mm-hmm. thing, so And I was just on Bob and Tom yesterday, gave you a big shout-out, and they said hello. They love you guys. They love you a lot.
2: They've been good to me for a long time. And we had Mark Gross on this uh, podcast. One of my favorite humans on the planet. Mark's a good guy. He's such a great guy and one of the best joke writers I've ever- run across in yeah. my life yeah really great really really great. He, you know he, he and has no idea how talented he is well insecurity is no, part it, of it but i mean even worse than a normal comic he's just like I, I yeah yeah well i i i you know i tried to put put something on the paper I I, I I he's brilliant the guy's just brilliant well i heard this about
0: letterman like you know 10 10 years into being successful he would still worry about do you think you're gonna fire me you know it's like you're going, <laughs> i worry you're, about you're, that you're now. yeah I, I know all Isn't of us that do. Weird?
2: yeah i think you think and then the other one the other big fear is i think no matter when you complete a job you think that's it i will never work again that was nice what do i do now you yeah know?
0: did you see the joan rivers uh documentary where she has her open book and it's empty
2: no and she's no. freaking out the, and she's worth hundred yeah, but she's worth a hundred million dollars. It's like but it's that you know, feeling. How, it, yeah. how many times have you stared at it and going, oh, I got nothing in July or August? Oh, yeah. What am I gonna do? The summer's
0: the worst. Right. Usually. Summer
2: sucks. It does because it sucks for every level. Yeah. Summer blows. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. just so
0: does. I no door deals, <laughs> trust me. You don't want to do a door deal in the summer.
2: Summer but, blows. But uh and you've got this game show with Monopoly. How exciting is that? I absolutely love it, man. It's awesome. And this weekend on the show, well, I don't know if this will air in time for that, but we've done 12 episodes. And the game is based on all the iconic images. What's it called? Monopoly Millionaires Club. Thank you. Uh, And um, it's like, you know, Chance, and Community Chest, the Railroads, the Mm -hmm. Electric Company. And it's big, fast. And they condensed Monopoly and made it fast and fun with a lot of all or nothing moments. So there's five games that lead up to the big game. And in each of those games, you can win up to 100,000. And then whoever risks the most out of those contestants gets five rolls to go around like a life-size LED Monopoly board. And if they can do it in five rolls, they land on go, and they win. If they can land on go in five rolls, they win $1 million. And we did 12 episodes. They said we weren't supposed to have a millionaire for at least 35 episodes. Uh-oh. We've done it twice in 12, and the insurance guy's got an ulcer. But <laughs> hey, it's good TV, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's exciting for the contestant. It's contested. awesome. It's fun, man. I root for these people. It's not my money. I don't do care. they have to I go to jail? Win. If you go to jail, you lose all the money. You lose anything. That you Has anybody? Have uh, yeah, it's heartbreaking uh, to get all the way around. You're like, you got $49,000. Give it another roll. Oh, you're going home with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: they Then they open up and said, you know, I was on Wheel of Fortune. I hit bankrupt.
1: Just... You're talking to a guy, though. Bob, you're notorious for making up your own rules on our annual Christmas Monopoly. Yeah, I, I got to ask tournament. you about that because oh, yeah. free parking oh. is where you put that you money throw in. throw 500 in the middle. Yeah, I always right.
0: did that. Yeah.
2: And then, no, and... he
1: wants to put the rent that you have to pay into. Not the into rent. The... Yes, you do. You want to no, put every was, dime
2: there into. There are certain things oh, yeah. you put in there. Right. You build up that pot. He wants to put it all in there. You guys want me to come back later? <laughs>
0: No, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> yes, as a matter of
2: fact. Is this your first fight today? Huh?
0: Yes,
1: after 22 years of marriage. I, he missed I the think Christmas actually dinner. that's
0: a really good time for us to say that we're going to be back in just a moment.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you about the time Let's you missed Christmas dinner. Do you understand
0: the
2: cue Let's of going out? We're taking a break.
1: I'm Aaron O'Connor, co-host of The Bob Zaney Show and host of the Vegana Monologues. You can find one of them at BobZaney.com and both of them at PodcastPlanet.com.
0: Hey, it's Bob Zaney. I'm back on The Bob Zaney Show, naturally, of course organic it's just happening with my <laughs> lovely wife erin o'connor we got in a huge fight billy Gardell had a referee but we've worked things through <laughs> yes and no more stories about our annual monopoly game okay this i'm the wheelbarrow by the way what are you i was the shoe the shoe yeah. interesting good dog i, I bet I, the psychologist has done a test yeah, on if you pick that some kind of you know test.
2: there's a test for everything yeah in my house whoever was the banker won that was how it worked oh really house. yeah that's interesting. Uh, wow, well, you're going to, I mean, all that money. A little fix. I mean, a little, little fall. A little Irish mob in your how, background. How do you keep buying hotels? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be a, a great Monopoly is like if you could take a hotel and build a hotel on top of yeah, it and just, glue it. Yeah,
2: just completely dominate. It's syndicated, obviously, right? Yeah, syndicated on Saturdays and Sundays. You check your local listings, A Monopoly Millionaires Club. And it's and filmed it's, in Vegas, which is cool. Which I love. I fly yeah. over on a Friday night. We do three shows on a Saturday, three shows on a Sunday, then fly back and wait six weeks and go do it again.
0: Yeah, that's really perfect. cool. Perfect. Because you don't have enough going on.
2: I, well, man, I work like we talked about. I work like I don't have a job. You know? Yeah. Because you never know when the window's going to close. You never know what's what. So I, you know, I, I like this because a game show is a great second job for a comedian. Right. Because the first thing we learn in the clubs is how to host a show. Right. You know, which is why we make great hosts. Right. And so that was an easy transition for me, and and I wanted a big one. I didn't want. You know, I didn't want like a small time game show. I told my agents, I said, I want a giant, like if Gleason hosted it, that's what I wanted. And then Monopoly, the brand Monopoly came available and I was like, I'm in. And it's connected to the lottery as well with Hasbro and Scientific Games, so it's pretty cool.
0: And they, I think they have machines for Monopoly, uh, like slot machines or Millionaire. Yeah, ones. I'm
2: hoping the show goes good enough that they put my big Wouldn't fat head great? on one of them. I'll take one of those. i will take a I've little, little George, action from the spin, baby. And I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. I've seen a George Lopez machine and a Louis Anderson machine. I'll take it. Louis Anderson machine well, is the only right one where you end guys. up when you win he owes the casino money. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. Bob. It isn't. I've known Louis forever. I know. Yeah. I've known Louis. He's I did a his, Sweet man. Did you do his podcast? He likes his keno. The man likes his. He likes Kino. his keno. I did his Kino, podcast yes. in Vegas. He did it. At I didn't the Plaza. do it.
2: You're the third podcast I've ever done.
0: Wow. And who are the other two? Mark Marin, Oh.
2: Dom Irivera. Oh, that's and yours. this great company. Wow. Well, I mean, Mark I like, Maron. My God. I like great comics. Yeah. The trilogy. Dom.
0: Dom is. I did his podcast and he films it too, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of viewers. Yeah. They I like, like to v- visualize you talking. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, and you you and I have a, a, a close friend, uh, Don Leonard. Yes. Don was on the special with us. Yes. Which, by the way, you can still see on Showtime, and it's on Showtime mm-hmm. On Demand. It's On
2: Demand, uh, Road Dogs. And, and you uh, have three episodes of that? We did three specials. Yeah, yeah. Three Road Dog specials. I wanted them to do more, <clears throat> and then Showtime said, well. Eh, we were wondering if we could get some uh could we go a little younger with the comics how do yeah. you feel about that i go well then it would kind of defeat the purpose of road dog yeah those would be road pups good We'd for like, you road pups so we, we passed on it and we're gonna maybe take it over to netflix and see what they like yeah yeah
0: good for that, you I'm, I'm, that whole world's changing you well know. i just
2: i think there's a there's not a platform right now for guys that get really good at this and it takes a long time to get really good at this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to showcase with that show. Yeah. It was kind of an homage to Rodney. you know? Right. I, I think we talked about we that, did. the reverse Rod- ch- Rodney. Right. Rodney would do you know, the young comedian specials, but all those people had put in, most of them had put in 10, 12, 15 years. So that's when a comic, I think, peaks.
0: I did a, when I did the Rodney specials in ninety ninety one and i had been doing it for 14 years I think yeah so I I'm had saying. some experience so there you go. yeah
2: you were already a vet and well they learned that in
0: last show. comic standing yeah. it's like the real real young ones they have five minutes and yeah. they win yeah and then, and then they, they, they can't go on give. the road because they don't have a you know right. a 45 to an hour right and it's not
2: dealt with a check drop <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: My favorite check drop story is I was at the Ice House. They were filming 20 comics for the CD for Jack Daniels or some liquor company. Right. And all we had to do is five minutes mm-hmm. and we were in like 750 bucks. Yeah. I go up right during the check drop <laughs> recorded live. <laughs> and the, fun, the best part of it was my first joke, they go, you already did that. I said, no, I hadn't. And they said, they ran your promo before the show. It's oh, <laughs> the
2: worst. So it's the so worst.
0: So I know, let's, needless to say, I didn't make the CD, and I'm sure the CD didn't make it either. They so. made the
2: 700 bucks. So for the you had experiences that... like that? I'm sorry, honey, what was that?
0: Well, just the, for
1: the folks that might not be familiar with the scary term, check drop. Oh,
2: well, that's when, oh. that's the... that's the, the When the headliner goes on at about 25 minutes through our act, they, yeah. they come Usually out. Usually it's 15 at the ice house. And they put out all the, the checks. All the, and, the checks the, and, the, and the heads go down, and they look at it, and they decide how funny you really are. Yeah, right. you got to right shuffle through moment, your wallet, right your purse. Right at that moment, that's why you split love the, the middle check. Spot. Yeah, the middle spot was never any money, but man, it's were, the best spot they, in the they show. They were already warmed right. up. You get 30 minutes of, of just killing right. it, and then the other guy's got to close it. Yeah. I, I always love the middle spot.
0: I, I think headlining is the second toughest spot in the show.
2: though. Opening is the first. Opening toughest. is the first, I agree. Yeah. Getting them from, from nothing, once you nothing master, to 60
0: is tough. Yeah. Well, once you master that, you've got you your headline okay. anywhere. Right. I because, agree. you know, in the old days, the headliner was the MC.
2: Well, that was the big, yeah, the MC was the job. Yeah. Like, if you got the job, it was your night, and you, yeah. you treated it as such, yeah.
0: And I think, like you said, that skill, you, and
2: Aaron is great at that, and it's like we all learn from MC. emceeing. I, I you, s- you had to learn it or they wouldn't right. have you in the club. You right. know? I remember those days, too. You know, If you didn't know how to do that, well, we have no room for you here. Well, right
0: and now. that's the other thing, too. A lot of comics who are starting out and need stage time, they can work more as an emcee ever than ever. as a feature or Constantly. even as a headline. Yeah, I mean, you know?
2: I, I find a lot of empathy for people starting now in stand-up because it's such a different game. You know, It's like most of these clubs are chains, remember when we were on the road you could like if you knew there was a club in lexington and you were up in cincinnati you could call down and go hey when's your open mic night or your showcase could i come down and just do 10 minutes in front and the owner was right there and if you could get them to come to the club on open mic night they'd watch you for 10 minutes and you mm -hmm. might go away with a booking now it's like you got to call fred and send a tape and then they're going to shoot that into space and when that gets back we're going to let you know maybe how far do you, you think know? they send it out in space it goes I It was... goes. I think it goes I think it loops does it pass Pluto because I, so it's not really a planet something about singularity I don't know <laughs> but it goes through a black hole and then it comes back and then maybe you can middle there was a great
0: story about this comic who would send his tape every six months and, and he'd get no response no response and then Finally, he he had like an opening minute, then he put porn on it, right? and then sent the tape out and said, what do you think? He said, I think six more months. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: guy was never watching the tapes. Of course not. But that happens. Yeah, man. It, it's a numbers game, too, you know? It is. got to be very persistent. I just think it's a tougher climate because there's also not a lot of open mics. Yeah. Open mic nights have been relegated to weird places now. You know what I mean? It's well, not... That was like the odd, like when I started in Orlando, there was our Wednesday open mic night was the first night the club was open. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday was a regular show. Friday was two shows. Saturday was three shows. Sunday was one show. But Monday night, we'd have like a bar. We would go to a place called decades. And then Tuesday night was another bar called jammers. And Mm -hmm. they would have, you know, an open mic night and you'd scream and it'd be terrible. So by the time you got to an open mic night in the club, you actually felt yeah, you got, like you you might got through be a, a war comic. zone. Yeah, exactly. And it was good training. But that practice at the club, I, I don't see it at a lot of places anymore. I don't, And I don't they see should, too,
0: because it's like well, giving back. that's how you back, grow the you guys. Know? That's yeah. how you grow the guys, you know? It's interesting. I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and they had the open mic night after this Thursday night show that I was headlining, and some open micers walked in, and then they talked to, like, one of the comics and walked out at night. I, I was yelling at them, yeah, no, no need to watch the a guy that actually knows how to do it. Get out of here. You know, because they watch themselves, wow. and they're all so bad.
2: Oh, no. And
0: then, you know, because I watch open mic nights, and I've actually done a few recently. Yeah, sure. And I just, it drains you
2: it does drain you don't
0: want to be you go oh my god I was that bad but I'm not that bad
2: and I don't want that in my fucking head yeah you know and I <clears throat> I went through that thing uh, last year where I had to start going back to open mic nights to write jokes again yeah because you can't try out new material when people are paying 50 60 bucks a ticket <laughs> you know, yeah I just don't believe in that The other thing is you don't get a true read. You know, a packed audience is going to give, give, give. And you're on TV, you're going to get some give there. The only way to really find a funny joke is to go open mic, 12 people, go up and let it hit the wall and see if you can form a laugh out of it. And it takes a courage. You have to remuster that courage to go back in there and do that.
0: Well, I you think know. what I like most is the fact that you go by the name William I do on stage. I do. I so got, you got, really are getting – no stole, one knows who you are. I, I you wear that beard. Jeff,
2: Jeff Sobrowski's old <laughs> stage name. Uh, what was it? Lane's Merge. He, would, go, <laughs> Lane's he Merge. would come in early and go up as Lane's Merge. <laughs> <laughs> or Lance Boyle. That was the other Lance guy. Lance Boyle's good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, now you got Monopoly and yes. Mike and Molly's coming back. That's what Mark six said. Six seasons. Then. Isn't that exciting? Nice. Unbelievable. A, a sitcom
2: that goes six seasons. You guys are in the top 20
0: all the time, too. Yeah, I, I, continually. I,
2: I read the ratings. Very, very grateful. I do, too. I watch it like fantasy sports. Yeah. <laughs> How are the numbers? How are the numbers? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are in syndication, too, right? Syndication, five nights a week on FX and some of the other syndicated channels. And uh, what a gift, man.
0: And you've hit a 100 episodes, right?
2: Yeah, we're at a 100. I think we cracked like 121 last year or like 118 somewhere now the
0: folks how can they get a hold of you
2: they can get a hold of me i'm on twitter at billy gardell because my agents had an intervention with me and made me be on the twitter you got to be on the twitter and then i have billygardell.com and then somebody else runs that there's like a i don't know a 19 year old that takes care of all that hey i just i do want to say this you know i you may know
0: i talk to other comics Okay. And you always, <laughs> people always love you. You know, and I know you have ah. a few. I have a few that don't care for me. Of course. But, you're but not go you know, overall, it's like yeah. batting average for performing. Yeah. Nine out of ten people just, you know. I,
2: I try, man. I try. One of the But best. it's hard, though, it,
0: especially at your level where, you know, everybody wants something from you, you know. You
2: know, I, I got a lot of love from the stand-up community, which sounds strange to say because we're all pretty jaded but um yeah. my manager said the greatest thing he said you know you've been doing it long enough that when you hit even the bitter comics are happy for you yeah, yeah. nice that's so that's uh, kind of so and, and i'm grateful I, yeah. I try to represent and i try not to be a douche and you know that's it you're, you're a good man Thanks, and i appreciate
0: buddy. you being here
2: my, thank you my pleasure what did your mom did we have something oh, from your mom what on. was it I'll tell you. Uh, off. Okay, <laughs> my mother loves you. Hot.
1: She loves to watch your show. Her dog is named Molly. So she said, tell Billy that we have a menage a trois with him every night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How
2: tell
0: do you follow mom. that? That's
1: Bay for Bay Bay. Laura Lee.
0: Baby. That's the Bob Zaney Show. Go to bobzaney.com for all your info and at Bob Zaney and at Aaron O'Connor 415 and at Bob Zaney Podcast where if you follow us, we follow Ooh. you. I'm Bob Zaney, your host, and I'd like to thank my co-host, Aaron O'Connor, my producer, Kim Tronic, my audio engineer, Aaron Marino. And I want to thank the janitorial staff for not coming in during the tapings. Goodbye.
1: You can enjoy episodes like this and more at podcastplanet.com.